Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday, the great actor Matt Damon will join us coming up a little bit. He portrays Sonny Vaccaro, legendary sneakerhead executive with Nike and Reebok. Got all those coaches. You know, instead of schools buying their shoes, it was, you know, Sonny reaching out on behalf of Nike saying, no, we're going to give you the shoes and we're going to pay the coaches. And it changed college basketball. He plays, uh, Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro, who is uh, largely given credit for recruiting Michael Jordan to Nike. And uh, uh, you also have Viola Davis, who plays uh, Michael Jordan's mom. And we'll talk to Matt about that because uh, from what I'm told, Ben Affleck flew down to Florida to see Michael at his golf course. And they, I think he waited for Mike's blessing here. And then it was, hey, you got to have this and you got to have that. You got to have Viola Davis as my mom. And the only problem with that is you had to go get Viola Davis then to play his mom. And we're trying to uh, confirm that that's what happened. So we'll talk to Matt Damon about that. He'll be joining us coming up a little bit. Phone calls, we'll get to those as well. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter, danpatrick.com. And uh, if you're on the newsletter, you will hear about the latest batch of moonshine, tailgate moonshine, azalea moonshine, sooner than everybody else. So sign up for the newsletter, and next week we'll have an announcement uh, for you to order more moonshine. Also, Peacock is going to have the Augusta Women's National Amateur. That'll be Saturday at 12 Eastern. The best amateur golfers in the world competing at Augusta. Poll question for the final hour, Seton. By the way, if you're watching on Peacock, thank you. Download the app if you are not watching on Peacock, and you can watch this program for free all three hours. Seton? Hour two is changing just a little bit. Right. We're more entertaining NCAA tournament this year, men's or women's. Women are now up to 27% of okay. the vote. I feel like that's pretty good. I hope that you watch on Friday night because you do have a great South Carolina team going against Iowa and Caitlin Clark, who I think is the best shooter, man or woman, in college basketball right now. Uh, she'll have her hands full. South Carolina is going to rough her up. Uh, the point spread right now is 11. South Carolina is looking to go undefeated again, and they, uh, they are the odds-on favorite. Also, yeah, the two best players, or at least the two players, finalists for College Basketball Player of the Year, Leah Boston with South Carolina, of course, Caitlin Clark. All right. Uh, yes, Eaton. Poll question for hour three. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Would you rather have the skill set of Michael Jordan or Jason Bourne? Ooh. Both super impressive. I, I would rather have Michael Jordan's skill set. You would? Really? Yeah. I love Jason Bourne. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. But 
I I marvel. I, I would love to have Jason Bourne's driving skills. Because oh. those are some of the best chase scenes in movie history. Have you ever seen? I saw him kill a man with a rolled up magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And? That's an amazing skill to have. How often does it come into play? I don't know. But you know what? If I was like a billionaire, I would pay the government $100 million and be like, turn me into that dude. Give me all, let me know all of those skills. Yeah, but skills. he's not real. Yeah, I know. But it's, a, it's fun. Yes, Paul. You're waiting at the dentist's office. Someone gets out of line. You grab an Us Weekly, and the next day they're gone. That'd be a great skill. Michael Jordan can't do that. Can't do but that. Imagine you go into like an embassy, and all there is is people trained to protect the embassy, and you can kick everyone's butt in 10 seconds. Mm. Or you go to a safe deposit box, and there's a gun and cash. And but it felt like MacGyver was real, whereas Jason Bourne is created. Feels like there's a MacGyver yeah, out there. He's created by the Treadstone Project. Exactly. <laughs> Our people. I, I have to admit, if there's a born Identity movie on, I'm watching. I don't care where it is when I, you know, I go through my, you know, movies there on DirecTV. It's like, oh, there's Jason Bourne. And I got to ask him, could we see a Jason Bourne version of Top Gun Maverick? That maybe we wait like 20 years. Damon will be in his 70s. And then... He's got one more movie, Jason Bourne. We got to bring him back for whatever reason. And Paula, you're pretty good at coming up with scripts here. You told me what Maverick Top Gun was going to be about a year before it came out. All right. So the last Bourne Identity movie. I don't. Do you want to wait until after? No, I want to do it now. Get on record. Oh, oh, oh. Jason what? Bourne is living like in Malta all Malta. by himself and, and everything's well. He's been out of the public eye. He's been out of the private eye. Off the grid, as they say, mm -hmm. for decades. Mm -hmm. There's a new version of Treadstone, the bad guys with the CIA, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There's a, the new operative. He wants to get out. It's like the new Jason Bourne. He tracks down Jason Bourne and says, help me, help me get out, help me get out. And right before Jason Bourne is about, able to help this young kid get out, who's the young Jason Bourne, basically, mm. the, the bad guys kill him. And then the next hour and a half, Jason Bourne goes on an ass-kicking fest, mm. and we, everyone makes a billion dollars. Mm. There's the movie. Fest. Mm. Yep. Okay. There's a movie. Okay. You need one inciting incident, and there it is. Now, was the bad guy in Bourne movies, was that Brian Cox, who's now in succession? He was one of them, yeah. Wasn't he the guy who yeah. was heading it up? I think so. With Chris Cooper? Part two. Yeah, Chris Cooper, the uh, great actor oh, great, as well. Great actor. Yeah. yeah. I watched... Uh, the first episode of the final season of Succession. Mm. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it really is. No spoilers. No, no, it's great. It's, it's one of those where you always feel good about yourself because every one of those people, they're all despicable. So it's who do I, who's the worst person that I like the most is kind of how I sort through it all. But there's some great dialogue. Really, really well written. Aaron Rodgers was on this show, November 25th, 2020. And I kind of stumbled onto something here because I was going to ask him, you know, about his teammates and eventually getting to Jordan Love being drafted. So this is after the draft, well after the draft, November 25th, 2020. And uh, I asked Aaron Rodgers, what do your linemen get you for Christmas? Uh, every now and then they might give me a bottle of scotch. Um, Wait, is that what you were drinking on draft night? Scotch or tequila? I was drinking, I was drinking tequila. I, was drinking, <laughs> I, uh, I mix it up a little bit. I like uh, I like scotch, bourbon, and some sipping tequila that a friend of mine got me on. So it was tequila that night. Did did the glass get? Did you put more in it when the Packers were on the clock, or after the Packers were off the clock? I would say uh, after, probably. Yeah. But I didn't, uh, to my credits, uh, I didn't refill. Um, <laughs> I started uh, with a, a strong four, so I didn't <laughs> I can just imagine you there, that you're, you know, you got tequila there and the Packers, and they're going to take a wide receiver here. Of course we are. And the Packers take Jordan, Jordan Love. Did you know they were taking him prior to the pick? Uh, no, I found out... Uh, just like we did? About five seconds before the... Uh, <laughs> wow. So you found out five seconds before. And, you know, somebody said, who works with the NFL, that the Packers probably didn't want to tell Aaron because 
if you're Aaron, you don't want them to draft your successor. But they're, you know, they're trading up to get him, and then all of a sudden, do you think, hey, we got to get a hold of Aaron? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, who makes that call? <laughs> Who's going to call Aaron? I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I'm busy over here. How about you? Anybody want to call Aaron? Tell him we're going to take uh, Jordan. No, no. And the Packers select Jordan Love. Oh, wouldn't you love to have been there? How many, how many moments where you look and you go, God, I wish I would have been there just to actually hear, see the reaction of something. And that's one of those where you go, wait, what? I don't know what Brett Favre, I don't, I don't know how he reacted. I would love to have been there with John Elway when the Broncos, they selected uh, Tommy Maddox out of, out of UCLA. And Maddox was like 20 years of age. He was really young, I remember. I, that would have been interesting. Um, probably a few of those. I don't know if, if uh, you know, Farb's ego was like, I don't care who they draft. He ain't better than me. Or he's not going to be my successor. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers went from he could go one to the end of the first round, which he did. And I, I don't know how Farb reacted to that. But, I mean, he might have been caught up in something else and didn't really care. All right, uh, let me see. A couple other headlines here. South Carolina, Virginia Tech, the women's Final Four. Uh, Joel Embiid. You know, and maybe it's not his fault. It's just the NBA collectively. You know, play a couple of games, set out a game, play a couple of games, set out a game. You had a showdown with the Joker. God, that's what you want. And maybe he's hurt, but I'm sorry. You don't get the benefit of the doubt because of everybody else in the NBA. Eh, you're going to play? I don't know. You're going to sit out? Yeah, I played uh, last night. I can't play today. Why? No, I just can't. I can't do back-to-back. Like, okay. And Joel Embiid's a wonderful player. And you can give him the MVP. I'm fine with that. I just wanted, I wanted those two to go at each other one more time. And, mate, you know, we had J.J. Redick on last hour, and he was great. He had a lot of information, said that this won't change his vote, that, uh, you know, Embiid wasn't there. Talked about all the great things that Embiid does. I think voter fatigue has factored into this. I think Giannis, although Giannis has missed a lot of games. Um, so I would have Embiid and Joker 1-1-A, and then uh, Giannis after that. But the Joker, you know, he went through the motions, put up a triple-double. Uh, you didn't have Harden there, didn't have Embiid there. We miss out on these moments. We as fans. And this is part of the problem of the NBA. I can't count on it. And, and you want to see how many times do they face each other? Twice a year? That's what you want. You want to see that. Yes, Mark. I saw a stat recently. Kevin Durant hasn't played LeBron in yeah. like three seasons. Yeah. So they haven't gone head-to-head in three seasons, which is nuts. By the way, the uh, MVP odds, Joel Embiid plus 105. The Joker is plus 110. So this is snug. And then it's Giannis after that. I don't think you'll get co-MVPs. I don't think we've ever had that in the NBA. You did have co-rookies of the year. I think that was Dave Cowens and Jeff Petrie. And you also had Jason Kidd and Grant Hill. I think we had co-rookies of the year. I don't know if you've ever had co-MVPs. Yes, Mark. Yeah, I think there was one more. I want to say maybe Elton Brand. I got to look it up. I think there may have been one more co-rookie of the year, but never co-MVPs, not to my knowledge. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Got uh, time to get. Let me get uh, Andrew in Washington. Andrew, thanks for holding. What do you have for me? Good morning, Dan and Dennis. Thanks for uh, taking my call again. Hey, real quick, just wanted to put a bow on all the uh, Final Four stats from yesterday from the men's tournament. I know that you had the 1979, no, since 1979, no one, two, or three seed being in the Final Four this year, but also it's since 1970 that um, three out of the four Final Four teams are making their debut in the Final Four this year. So that's uh, just putting a bow on it. Um, follow my idea here. After yesterday's uh, program, and you have Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble podcast, 
Now, Mr. Seton O'Connor is the president of the relegation um, uh, president of the relegation fan club. And if somebody is down the most units, maybe they get relegated off the podcast. And one Aaron O'Connor mm. takes their place to make picks with the guys. And from what Seton told me, she could probably hang with that group. So maybe a little switch up there to get those guys to pay attention to their tips. I don't know. I think Aaron might be a one and done. I mean, I would never fell out another bracket if I'm Seton's wife. She's got the final four. She's got Connecticut winning it all. And didn't we look at the amount of money if she had put down if she had put down what a dollar? A hundred dollar parlay on those four teams. And you would have made just under nine million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> she she talked about that all day yesterday, all night. Nine million (laughs) dollars. I would not fill out another bracket the rest of my life. Because you are in the zero 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 three percentile. It's like as close to a winning lottery ticket as you've ever come. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. We did a little math yesterday based off like ESPN having twenty million people. You have about a one in six hundred thousand chance to have a perfect you have the final four correctly. Yeah. (laughs) Nailed it. And it's about guard play. That's and, what your wife said. And just for the record, she could absolutely hang with those fellas in the uh, the gambling podcast. Really? Yeah, yeah. She could get after it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But but they, not drinking. Well, I wasn't saying gambling. Oh, I thought you said gambling. You're talking about <laughs> oh, that she yeah. could your wife could party Yo, with, yeah, with, with, yeah, yeah. with Shay and Irving? Yeah, she can she can handle herself. Oh that. wow. Sounds like uh, sounds like a challenge that Shea and Irving and Bad Larry and Dylan, the graphics guy, would love to take her up on. Well, I'm, not, I'm not challenging anyone. I'm no, just saying like that it. she could fit into that group. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She could handle herself. Because we always talk about gambling every Thursday with these guys. And it always morphs into, devolves into drinking or something else with Shea and Irving. And you find out the fact that Shea and Irving has a revolver tattoo on his the side of his skull that, you know, he got a really short haircut. Much like my wife. She has, a she re- has that same tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And then what's the other tattoo on the other side of uh, Shea's head? I think it's something with his kids' oh, names on kids it. Names. Of course. Yes. I thought it was the revolver with his kids' names on it. Uh, but, you know, Marvin goes, He's got a tattoo on his head. I go, yeah, I know. He goes, it's, I keep staring at it. I said, it's okay. I thought he went to New York and he got it oh, after going to during, the Big East tournament. The Big East yeah. tournament. <laughs> I look over and because he, he had his head shaved. Yeah. And I'm looking, I was like, wait, did you just get a tattoo on your head? Oh, I know. No, I've had that. Yeah. I've had that. that. Dude, he's a real dealer, man. He is. He is the real deal. But uh, the podcast, uh, Dan Patrick takes a gamble with Bad Larry. And Shay and Irving and Dylan, the graphics guy. We'll take a break. Matt Damon will join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. We talk about our friends at Panini America every week, and why not? The official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Now we invite you to check out their NFT marketplace at paniniamerica.net slash blockchain. You got one-of-a-kind digital cards there. And you check out the newly released NFL Mosaic, Prism, NBA Hoops, and more, your favorite Panini brands now is NFTs. And this is the only platform where you can win physical versions of your NFTs. So many great things here. Biggest superstars, the all-time greats. These are the official products, by the way, of the NBA and the NFL, UFC, FIFA World Cup, and collegiate sports. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one NFTs, and you'll be able to do that from every pack. One-of-a-kind digital cards, PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain. The official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show and NFTs, PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got the updated odds from DraftKings. Odds to win the NCAA title. Connecticut is the prohibitive favorite. Anybody want to guess who has the second best odds to win the men's NCAA tournament? Seton? Miami. Miami. San Diego State. Oh. Then Miami. Then Florida Atlantic. Yes. Yeah, I should have consulted Aaron because she has UConn beating San Diego State. Does she really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed the odds, too, apparently. Yeah, she'll be... She's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that she is. Yeah. All <laughs> uh, righty. I'll get a couple more phone calls in here. Oh, there he is. Matt Damon. Big time. Former sexiest man of the year and uh, actor, film producer, of course, uh, Goodwill Hunting. He uh, plays Sonny Vaccaro in the new movie, Air, that hits theaters on Wednesday, April 5th. At what age did you get your first pair of Air Jordans? Uh, that's a good question. Late, late. Uh, I couldn't, I, I didn't really have the disposable income for them, uh, in high school when they came out. Uh, so I think I got, I would have got them after college, actually. I was uh, wondering though, you grow up a Celtic fan, they wore Converse. And I don't know if you wouldn't have worn Air Jordans because Celtics, they didn't wear Air Jordans. No, he, he transcended the game. Those were definitely the hottest shoe. Like, you know, before that, it was, you know, Adidas and Puma and, you know, the the fat laces and, and all that kind of that was very much what Ben and I in our in our high school. We went, you know, there was one school in our in our city. So there were three thousand kids. It was really like, you know, uh, a good kind of cultural touchstone for kind of what was going on, like what was the cool music, what was the cool. And, that, and I remember those shoes specifically just before the Jordans. And then the Jordans came and just changed everything. Were you an athlete? No, I was the first. I was in the first class to letter in theater. <laughs> I have varsity letter in theater. Do you that get a, a letter story. jacket for that? Uh, you know, you had to buy the jacket, but I got the letter, and it had the little face of comedy and tragedy on it. But 
but we had a great, great, great high school. And but again, it was a really big school. So, you know, for some context, you know, Cambridge, where I grew where Ben and I grew up was a basketball city like Pat Ewing uh, lived on my street or I should say I lived on Pat Street. Um, so Ben and I weren't making that basketball team, obviously. You know, when we were there, it was Ramil Robinson and uh, we'd win the state championship it, we, we, or we were in it every year. What do you remember about Ewing on your block? Well, Pat, the first game I ever saw in the Boston Garden, I was 10, and that was Pat's senior year. Um, so he's, I guess, eight years older than me. So, uh, And I remember going to the Garden, and and I knew, you know, it was like this guy was from my hometown. He lived at the end of my street. He was, uh, you know, he was a superstar already. And he, you know, that someday I was going to go to school where, you know, and so I was cheering with the high school kids. Um uh, you know, it was really exciting. I just remember it being really exciting. And I and I remember walking by him at like the River Festival down on Memorial Drive and just, you know, being all of four foot ten and walking by a seven <laughs> foot dude. It's like, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, how does this movie get how does this script get to you? I got Ben uh, sent it to me. He goes, Ben found it. I, I'm, you'd, you'd have to ask him how he found it. I'm not I don't remember how he found it or how he came across it, but. He said, I read this thing. He goes, it's great. He goes, we should do this. We can do it really quickly. You know, it's ready to go. And um, and uh, and I read it and it was and I had that same every time I picked this script up, I was stuck for it's like when you bump into Goodfellas on TV. It's like, oh, well, I'm here for two hours. I got to you know, watch the rest of this. But the script felt like that. It was like, oh, it's just it was a page turner. And it was really exciting with all these characters. Really, it was a great yeah, a great kind of ensemble group to, you know, it was fun thinking about, all right, who are we going to get to fill out this cast? And the parts were all just terrific. Well, you talked about this after the screening in New York, that working with Viola Davis, it's like, this is easy. I mean, she's, we're wrapped by 1030 in the morning and now we got to figure out what we're doing for lunch. She was, she was that great as she plays Michael Jordan's mom. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually came from Michael, you know, Ben went to see him before, you know, before we got too uh, pregnant with the movie, we basically, Ben said, well, I really need MJ's blessing. Like, I, I don't, you know, we we didn't want to do it. If he said, look, guys, this that's not how anything happened. Don't just just leave it alone. We, we would have left it alone. Um, but actually what ended up happening was Ben went to, 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 to talk to him and he ended up getting Ben called me after I was in New York. I couldn't go down to Florida to see him. I, my kid had something that day. I can't remember, but I was waiting for Ben's call to see if we were <laughs> going to go forward with this thing. Oh. And he goes, he goes, I got amazing news. He goes, I got great news and I got some bad news. I go, okay. And he goes, the great news is he goes, he, and he started to detail what Michael had told him. Michael was very specific about George Raveling being in the movie. Like that was where he first heard about Nike, who he heard it from. Uh, and Howard White, uh, you know, as as being these absolutely pivotal people in uh, at that time and and beyond, but uh, but specifically at that time. And then he, he Ben was trying to get details about how everything went down. And 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 Michael talked about his mother, and he talked about his mother uh, in with such reverence, um, and you know that it, re- it was really moving for Ben and. and and Ben started to realize how pivotal she was like for him in this deal in his life and everything. And, uh, and Ben said, okay, well, uh, all right. Well, it's clearly he's thinking to himself, well, we're going to re we gotta, we gotta rework, you know, we, we gotta rework the script, but he goes, who should, who should play your mom? And, and before he got the sentence out, Jordan was like Viola Davis. And he seems like, absolutely. Like, that's it. And so Ben said, the, so the great news, he goes, I know exactly what we got to do. <laughs> like, I have great direction for our rewrite. We have these two new characters to bring in, and we really need to expand Dolores Jordan and really make this hers. And I said, well, great. What's the bad news? He goes, we have to get Viola Davis. He goes, if we don't get Viola Davis, we can't do the movie. I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I was like, I think I said to him at that point, I was like, that's like having to get Michael Jordan on your basketball team. Like, you know, she's an American treasure. So, uh, but we rolled up our sleeves and really went to work on the rewrite and and uh, and tried to write her a part that was worthy of her, you know. And uh, and thankfully, she 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 agreed to do it. And I mean, as you saw, she's just I mean, she's just 
and it is that thing. I mean, I joke, but it's, you know, I, I'd show up for work and do, you know, a seven page scene with her. And when you do a seven page scene, normally in, in movies, a two page scene is, about, is the longest you'll do. Uh, but I do a long, long scene with Viola and, you know, we'd be done by 1030 in the morning. And I've just been in one of the best scenes I've ever been in in my career. <laughs> and she's like, you know, we're like, what else are we going to do today? Like, I, I think that just happened. Like, um, it's really awesome working with somebody of that caliber. How important is it to meet the person that you're going to portray in the movie? It depends. You know, I've done it both ways where I've played someone and not met them and played someone and met them. Um, you know, you're never it's not an imitation and it's not. Um, what this movie really was trying to do was capture the spirit of these people. Right. It's uh, you know, we don't look like them. We're not uh, you know, we're not it's not about specifically who said what. And, I, you know, because 40 years later, everyone's got their own narrative of how exactly everything happened. And um, but I did speak with Sonny and 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 what was really interesting, um, because, you know, famously this, the, you know, after this whole landmark deal, I mean, this I mean, completely historic deal happened, um, you know, a, these relationships all frayed and fractured and, you know, kind of people got fired and people left and you know there was like sense of betrayal and acrimony and all this stuff but what Sonny said was look this time that you're making this movie about was the most joyful time you know this was just he goes we were the just great friends and I think they all understand now I mean you know Sonny and Phil are they're in their 80s and looking back like at what an amazing thing that they accomplished and and that all that stuff feels like it's kind of water under the bridge, at least when they kind of look back now. I think they it's not all jumbled together the way it might have been 30, 40 years ago. It's its like they're very generous about each other, at least in my in the conversations I've had with them. It's not exactly De Niro and Raging Bull, but you did gain some weight here uh, playing Sonny Vaccaro. I mean, how did yeah. how how it's not stressful gaining weight it's stressful losing weight yeah no exactly i i can look at a pizza and gain 20 pounds <laughs> that's easy uh but i but ben also had a, a bodysuit for me he wanted to put a little extra heft on me so so i i put on probably 20 and then put on a bodysuit on top of that to, because there was really it was mostly just for this one for one joke in the in the movie uh where phil and i are having a conversation about running and and we just like the idea that you know this guy worked at a running company, right? <laughs> and never and, ran. And never ran. And and uh, <laughs> you know the idea was so loathsome to him. Um, so it was really all for that kind of physical gag. We're talking to Matt Damon. The movie is Air. He portrays Sonny Vaccaro. Last time we had John, I think we got you in trouble in Boston. What did I do? <laughs> uh, you oh, were God. Brady as a Buccaneer, and you were going to root for Brady in Tampa. I think you unapologetic. said unapologetic. I am unapologetic okay. Okay. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. I love that guy. It didn't mean I didn't root for the Pats. Of course, obviously watch the Pats and root for the Pats, but I just really cheer on, you know, had David Ortiz been traded to another team, I still would have kept an eye on him and cared about how he did, you know, when someone does that much for your team and your city. Who's made you, you cry? You got to be loyal. Who's What's made that? You, who's made you cry with joy more, Brady or your Red Sox? Well, the 2004 Red Sox, I, I, I think I, I said this when it happened, when, when I drove back up to Boston for the parade and I remember running up to Boylston Street and by myself, because my dad, my brother, everybody, we were getting my nephews, we were getting everybody to gather to walk down to the river to watch the duck boats as they went in. But I sprinted up to Boylston Street to see the them as they came down that way by myself. And found myself outside like a shaman or some bank, just standing on the side of the road and crying <laughs> <laughs> out of gratitude for those guys. I love those guys that I mean, you know, and all the subsequent teams. But that but that first one was I can't even and I think people from Boston could tell you it was like it relieved a kind of psychic. It changed. It changed us at a fundamental level because, you know, my grandfather didn't see the Red Sox win. But it's like the Cubs, Matt. It changed the yeah. lovable losing Cubs, and it changed those fans. Like, it's weird that, that you almost embrace who you are, and then it's gone. 
And now, who are you? Yeah, but who we were, 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 were not just people who lost, but people who came so heartbreakingly close and lost, right? Which was a painful state to live in, right? And so it did. And I agree. It changed. It changed. I probably, I follow it less now. You know what I mean? I, 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 but I don't know that that's a bad thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like I have a healthier, I don't know. It, it, it really, yeah, the story that I told myself, I was 34 when they won or 33. The story that I told myself for all those years was it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So yeah, I mean, it did. It, 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 it brought me to tears for sure. I'll leave you with this. Could you see a scenario where you do what Cruz did for Top Gun with Jason Bourne, that maybe Jason Bourne is 60 and comes out of retirement or hiding? Yeah, I, I could certainly see if we could if we could think up a good story, you know, it would um, I, I would definitely do it. I love that character. I love it's been great to me and, and uh, I, I love the story. So you know, if there was if there was a way to do it, I'm not I'm not against it. It's nice to see, you know, a 60 year old Tom doesn't look 60, by the way. I don't know how old he is. He's <laughs> looks like he's and he's doing all of his own stunts. I mean, he ruins it for you guys. I, I don't even try. I mean, I, I had dinner with him 15 or so years ago and I asked him about the one where he ran around the outside of the building, you know, and that Mission Impossible. And he started <laughs> the story by saying the safety guy told me I couldn't do it. And I go, okay. And he goes, so I get another safety guy. <laughs> I'm, like, <"Stop." laughs> I'm like, you lost me already. <laughs> like, you win. You, you're the, you're the king. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Congrats on the movie. Uh, enjoyed yeah, it. Always thanks. great to talk to you again. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Matt Damon. All right. He didn't poo-poo your script there. Born identity. Bring it back. Maybe wait like seven more years, ten more years. Come back, and then he could be. His version, Jason Bourne's version of Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, Paul. Jason Bourne, back for one more payday. Yeah. yeah. Get right to it. I like that Tom Cruise didn't hear what he wanted to hear from the safety guy, so you just get another safety guy. It's like yeah. going to another doctor. <laughs> you know, LeBron went to uh, two doctors, said you should probably have surgery, so he just went to uh, the LeBron James of feet. All right, uh, last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words listen to unbreakable with jay glazer on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred. Will join us. Okay. Do I bring up the situation in the Phillies game that happened yesterday in spring training? The catcher, JT Riamuto, he um, was getting a new ball from the umpire. So this is the second time, and he puts his, his catcher's mitt back, and he was waiting for the umpire to put it in his glove. Now, the previous time, he threw the ball to the pitcher himself. The umpire did. But the catcher is... You know, you're trained to just put your glove back, he'll put the ball in there, and then you throw it back to the pitcher. Not all umpires want to throw it out to the mouth. Well, the catcher, an all-star catcher, puts his glove back, and he he doesn't think he's going to put a ball in it. Then the umpire gets ready to put a ball in it, and it goes to the ground, and then the umpire thinks the catcher is trying to show him up in spring training in the fourth inning. He turns and goes, yeah, runs him. And I go, you have got to be kidding me. Are you that sensitive in spring training in the fourth inning that you're going to throw the catcher out? Couldn't you just say, hey, you know, uh, why, why didn't you leave your mitt up there? Well, you threw it out to the mound last time. Oh, okay. You know what? My bad. But the catcher... He's the reasonable one. He turns to the umpire. And it's like, what? You're going to throw me out for that? And it became the, hey, that's what it is. I'm going to run you. And I think this is a guy who was in AAA. This is an umpire who is trying to get to the major leagues. This doesn't help you get to the major leagues. I don't need to see ego in spring training in the fourth inning, and you're going to throw somebody out because he put his catcher's mitt back. You didn't put the ball in time. He brings his catcher's mitt back, and the ball goes to the ground. Should I bring that up to the commissioner? <laughs> no? Yeah. First, Not first question. Or knock it out. Well, we could do that. Because, He's having a good month. Because how much... He might not have any say over this. this they got, you know, umpires got their own union. I don't know if he's going to say, uh, you know... We'll wait to hear a ruling, or let's I'll see if they discipline this umpire. But it's spring training. Everybody has a great time in spring training. And I'm guessing the catcher's probably like, all right, you're going to throw me out of a spring training game. All right, get an early start to my afternoon playing golf. Yes, yes, Tom. Could he play the, well, I didn't see that. We got opening day coming up in a couple of days, but I'll, you know, I'll take your word for it that I'll have to take a look and see what that was all about. But it well, sounded like it shouldn't have been a big deal. He can't say that he didn't see something that has to do with this sport. A spring training little catcher's mitt thing? Every time someone gets ejected, does that go on his We all desk? saw it, Todd. Yeah, but he could say, I'm not a big social media guy. I'm sure that whatever that is that you guys saw that... You know, so you think that he could use that excuse? Maybe. It, no, he can't. I heard about it. I didn't actually see it. No, it's the, no, 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 like no, no, no. He shouldn't have been. Doing it's that. the commissioner. 
I'm going to throw you out for that. <laughs> Final results of the poll question, Satan. Dan, it's a controversial one. Whoa! whoa. <clears throat> uh, would you rather have the skill set of Michael Jordan or Jason Bourne? <laughs> My guy Mike here put it perfectly. Yeah. Killing people day after day has to weigh on your soul, and I couldn't live with that, so I'd have to say Jason Bourne. <laughs> well, well played. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jason right. Bourne right now, uh, 58% of the vote winning right. over Michael Jordan. Winning. A very poorly spelled Michael Jordan, by the way. How'd you screw up Michael? Uh, apparently, it's not Michael. <laughs> Mikhail? M-I-C-A-H-E-L. Michaela? Michael. All right, you got it close. You got it close. That's close enough. Uh, this day in sports history. 1963, the Jets owner, actually the New York Titans owner at the time, of the AFL announced he was changing the name of the New York Titans to the New York Jets. Hmm. How'd that play? I wonder if that was a popular or not. Well, because they were at Shea Stadium. And I guess with those planes flying over, oh, it was so annoying trying to trying to do an interview at Chase Stadium with the Mets or a team that was in town, and it'd be like, and then you go hold on, and then he'd have to re-ask the question. What else, Paul? A great tough guy moment. Two thousand two, Greco-Roman wrestler who was a champion in the Olympics, by the way, Rulon Gardner had his middle toe on his right foot amputated due to frostbite. He had been stranded overnight in Wyoming on a hunting trip for two days. You don't need a toe. Like a wrestler, you can lose a digit. I think we talked to him not long after that. Yeah, we had him on. Yeah. Old Nine Toes Gardener. Yeah. I mean, he could still pick up a phone. I think the middle one is the one you'd want to lose. Don't the, you think? The middle one. Uh, I haven't really thought of that. We'll look into it. All right. Back to you. By the way, on this date, 1992, Christian Leitner, turnaround jumper, beats Kentucky in overtime, 104-103. East Regional Final. Uh, also on this day, the uh, first team to win the NCAA and the NIT in the same year. Yeah, it happened in 1950. City College of New York beat Bradley to win the NCAA title. Was there another school that won the NCAA and NIT in the same year? It just says the first team to win. I guess they're leaving it open to if a team decides to, let's say UConn, wants to play in the NIT and win the NCAA. Is the NIT over yet? I haven't, I haven't really followed it. Yeah, Paul. When you were a kid, was the NIT little kid? Were you, was the NIT bigger? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember which point in your life where that kind of morphed in the 60s? Um, well, I remember Maravich in LSU played in the NIT in the Garden against Marquette. And that was a big deal. But... LSU wasn't that good to be able to be in the field of uh, 32. But I, I remember 60, I, I just a little bit of Texas Western, just a little bit because it was such a big deal, an all-black team versus an all-white team in Kentucky. And I remember that being a big deal. But I don't remember watching it. I think 67 with Luau Sindor, was the first time I really started watching uh, the NCAA tournament. Yeah, Paul. I got 1968. Your Dayton Flyers beating Kansas in the NIT. Yeah. That must have been a big deal locally. And they ended up playing UCLA, I think, the next year. They played, or 67, they played UCLA in the NCAA title game. I think it was 67. Dayton against UCLA. Yes, yeah, he. I've got uh, NIT games tonight. As a matter of fact. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you got North maybe. Texas versus Wisconsin. Okay. And Utah Valley versus UAB. Yeah, I might might give that a spin. All right. So it's knit over yet. Okay. okay. Thank you, Todd. Knit with. NIT knit. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. Uh, let's see. Anything else on this program? Yes. Seeing anything? It's a fun day. All right. Fun day, hump yeah. day tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll try to do better tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yes, we will. Every day's a Super Bowl. Yes, that is. Let's go around the room. What we learned on the program. Imagine if Viola Davis said, "You know what? Scheduling conflict. I can't do this movie." Or, you know what? I don't want to play that role. Then they wouldn't have had the movie. That happens. Yeah, it does. I mean, I clear my schedule to be in all those Sandler movies. But one of these days, he's going to learn. 
I'm not going to be available for all those movies. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. <laughs> You're not going to turn down this day, man. That's why I chuckled. I still, he's got a new movie coming out on Friday, him and Aniston, Murder Mystery 2 or something. She's not as welcoming as Sandman is, because I'm like, hey, Sandman. He goes, Danny, Aniston. <laughs> I go, okay. Why don't you do a car or something I, like I, that? I, I thought he owes you he like a car. He owes me a car, but that's okay. What did I learn today, Todd? White Castle now has a breakfast menu. What? Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of the first year, they automatically double the cash back you've earned. Everything doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants. You can uh, see terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Thanks for joining us. We'll try to do better tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.